Hey everyone, my name is Rouge and welcome to I Am Beauty and the Beast. I created this show because over the last five years, I have been undergoing the biggest metamorphosis, the biggest changes in growth of my life, and I'm 37 years old. I jumped into a marriage in my early 20s, got stuck in a toxic dynamic for about a decade, got out of it, divorced, became lost, alone, grieving, confused, but at the same time, confronting my inner self, growing my inner self through the years of trial and error, therapy, and powering through the good and bad days, or crying myself to sleep. I'm not a therapist or a doctor, but I'm someone who's been through the ringer, I've been chewed up and spit out, and yet I am now the happiest and most fulfilled I've ever been. I run a successful creative business, I have multiple hobbies that I love, friends that I cherish and who cherish me, family I can count on, and two amazing kids that challenge me to be, you know, my best every day. I want to be a role model for them. I'm here sharing my journey and the lessons I've learned so that others may realize that they're not alone, there's hope for you, there's a beautiful life ahead of you, and it doesn't have to be some magical distant fairy tale, it can be your real life. So here we go. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5. In episode 4, I shared about how my hobby saved my life. Well, for this one, I wanted to share a story of another person whose story is different than mine, very different start, but still at the same time, you will see that she had challenges as well to her accomplishing her goals and her dreams, yet she persevered. And I'm hoping that by hearing her story, if you have any doubts about what you can do, you will reconsider and go for it. So following up ahead is the interview with Laura of Rock With Mama. Hey, Laura. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. When I heard about your business, I was so intrigued because you have a full-time job and on top of being a, a mom, and you're running this business, which is so unique and providing such a important service to families in the area. You sounded so passionate, and it just was like, okay, I need to talk to Laura about what she does and why she does it. So real quick, tell me about yourself and your family so my audience can get to know you a little bit. So my name is Laura. I have been married for 13 years. Nice. And together with my husband, Matthias, we have Matthias. <laughs> we have three amazing boys, ages 5, 8, and 12 years old. Um, and we actually recently moved, not recently, about a year ago, we moved to Texas from South Florida. Yeah. So we are excited to be here. We actually love Texas very much. You know, it's hard to tell that you've only been here for a year because you are already such a big part of the community. And it's really cool to see how quickly you integrated your lives here and started your business. And it's just, I see so many families participating in what you've created. So before I get into that, let me ask you this, because when, when I was a little kid, I thought for sure I'd be a veterinarian 
or I'd be an archaeologist, or I'd be a rock star. I would be happy if, you know, if I could be any of those things. But what did you want to be when you grew up? So when I was growing up, my mom, she is actually a physical therapist, and she was a single mom. So there were many, many times where she had to bring me to work with her, and I, I saw what she did, the passion she did it with, and I fell in love with that profession as well. So I kind of always knew I wanted to be a therapist. She worked with elderly patients, and in Colombia, she worked with wounds and burns, and mm. it motivated me to want to be a therapist. I kind of follow follow her footsteps, mm. maybe like athletic training or something like that. But I, I was very, very clear that I wanted to be a therapist. That's interesting. You know, actually, if I think about it, one of the things, once I got a little bit older, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And when I was like a little kid, I knew I wanted to do those other things. But teaching, when I saw my grandmother teaching and I had some really great teachers in elementary school, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So it's interesting how sometimes we can find our our passion at a very young age, just not know that it'll actually end up being what we do. But it's so cool that you wanted to be in this area and that's what you're doing now. Yes. So tell me a little bit more about like what's your profession that you went to school for that you are doing on top of your business? So going back to having like a straight, clear mindset on what I want to do. When I had my son very young, so I had my first son at 21 years old and during that time, there was a lot of people. I had just gotten into the physical therapist assistant program and I was pregnant. And I asked if I was able to hold off a year or if I had to do the program because it's a very intense program. They tell you what classes to take. You have to take clinicals. You know, it's very, very intense. And I was pregnant. So I'm like, what are the options once I have my baby? And they're like, you have your baby and have to be back in two weeks. So I asked wow. if they can keep my name for the next class. And when mm -hmm. I did that, many people around me were like, once you do that, you're like, once you have your baby, you're never going to go back to school. You're never going to finish. You're not going to complete. And I said, no, he's my number one motive. But I also just can't have him and leave him two weeks old. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Two weeks, that's nothing. <laughs> oh, so, Fast forward to a year of being with him. His first day of daycare was my first day of school. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very emotional, very, very exciting at the same time. It was a new journey for both of us, for Anthony and I. But I was like, we made it. We made it here. I, I'm yeah. doing it. And as hard as it may be, I, I'm doing it for him, right? Yes. So I ended up going to school. Um, for physical therapy, physical therapist assistant. So I don't evaluate patients. I treat the patients based on the evaluation. And then after I graduated from physical, from my PTA program, when I had my second son, Nicholas, when he's, when he was two weeks old, I enrolled to finish my bachelor's degree in health science. So nice. this was an online program for health professionals, but 
I was able to finish that as well. So that's what I went to school for. And in Florida, I worked in the rehab setting with geriatric patients and pediatric patients as well. Nice. That's important work. What do you enjoy about your job, your physical therapy job? I love that I'm able to help. So physical therapy is a very, very broad, broad, um, I want to say subject. We yeah. Many people think of physical therapy and athletes immediately. We work with, so I specifically worked with neurolog- neurologically involved patients. So strokes, spinal cord injuries, traumatic brain wow. injuries. Um, some of the ortho, like total hip replacement, total knee replacements. And uh, I was one of the aquatic therapists at the hospital where I was working. Mainly, I, I enjoy that within my job every single day, I am helping. I'm helping someone yeah. in such an impacting, impactful way, I'm making their life better, I'm allowing them to learn to walk. I'm allowing them to learn to stand up again, to get out of bed. Wow. And it's, it's a really big deal, right? Um, yeah, very, absolutely. very rewarding. And then with yeah. pediatrics, it's the same thing. It's just helping the little ones reach milestones. So learning to crawl, learning to roll, learning to walk, um, learning yeah. to jump. You know, many of them have autism. Some are just developmentally delayed. Some have Down syndrome or cerebral palsy. And I get to be a part of that. Yes. So it's it's very, very rewarding. Sounds very fulfilling for sure. And it's it's interesting how it's easy to take so many things for granted about our physical health. When we're healthy, we don't even think about it. Like, yeah, I'm able to walk. I'm able to get out of bed in the mornings. I can use the bathroom by myself. I can brush my teeth. I can take a shower. Things work. Like I might have some creaky, achy joints, but everything works. Um, yes. But, you know, then if something happens... What do you do? It must be such a scary situation to lose physical abilities or to be concerned about your child because they're not reaching certain milestones. And what you do is such important work. And maybe not everybody even thinks about it on a day-to-day basis, but you're, you really are changing lives. So that's really amazing. And it sounds like you really do enjoy it. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit because I want to hear about your... Rock with Mama. Tell me about Rock with Mama. What is that all about? So Rock with Mama is a community that I created when I was in Florida. It started off with me teaching uh, Zumbini classes specifically, which is a program. What is Zumbini for people that don't know? Zumbini is an early childhood music and movement program that together with Zumba and Baby First, they they created this program. So okay. I used to teach Zumba, and through Zumba, mm. um, I was offered to be trained in this program. And when I, I had seen that program, I always knew I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and I never found the training near me. This was when I was in the physical therapy program. So I just kept waiting for the moment that a training would appear and finally got trained. So I started teaching Zumbini as a side business, just kind of seeing where it would go. Just like I had taught Zumba classes. I never knew it would turn into what it turned into. 
Right. And then slowly I started creating a really big community. And I, I created two other classes, which is where the Rock With Mama name came from. Originally, it came from okay. a baby-wearing dance class. So I was like, oh, it's okay. kind of two-in-one. I'm like, you rock, you know, in like a soothing way, rock with mama. Mm. But also you can jam out. <laughs> okay. So And babies just strapped on to you? So, yeah, that class, the baby-wearing dance class was, you know, you dance with your baby. And it was kind of like a fitness class. Mm-hmm. So that's where the name Rock With Mama came in. And then I was also teaching these early childhood music and movement classes. And then as the community grew and I started offering more and more classes, I started offering another class, which was uh, music and tummy time. And this class was specific for six-week-olds to six-month-old babies with emphasis on education and prevention I had so many babies, so many moms that would come into my class and the babies would be in like helmets. I don't know if you know what helmets okay. are talking about. And yes. usually that's due to fancy word for it is called plagiocephaly. But, you know, the other term is flathead syndrome. And right. that is usually caused by babies being too much in a container. So like a car seat or a swing or, you know, just not getting enough time out of containers, out of right. many times it's positional from the womb. Um, most of the times it can be corrected just through education, through positioning, through keeping the kids on the floor. So I said, I want to create a class where I can educate moms on, on, on developmental play that's simple because we get thrown at us so many things, right? From the toys companies and, oh, your two-month-old needs to be in all these swings and all the cool gadgets. And and we don't need any of that. So my job was kind of to relay the message of less is more. You are the best toy for your baby. You need a blanket, the outdoors, maybe a little rattle, but the floor is the best place for developmental play. So, (laughs) of course, there's realistic... Um, like mom has to take a shower and I need yeah. to put my baby down. So all that, just being like, it's okay to put your baby in a swing or wherever right. you need them to to be near and for them to be safe. But don't buy these things because you want them to reach milestones because that's mm. not that's not gonna help them. <laughs> so yeah. I created this uh six week old to six month old class and then it slowly just grew into this me offering all these classes and the community that I didn't know what it was creating. All I could see would be moms that would tag me later on. I met my best friend, you know, doing tum- music and tummy time classes with Laura. I met, wow. you know, and they're still like, they're turning four. They're, it, it's just mm. amazing to see that you found that person, that community, that through my classes. It's amazing. Yes. And then I also got to grow up with the families too. I had moms who would still come with their three-year-olds, but then had another baby. And it just, it was so nice to, to, to grow with them. They saw me grow too. Was there a moment where you finally realized like, wait a minute, I just created a business? Yes. So 
I started teaching the program with when my middle son was two, around mm-hmm. and a half years old. And during that time, I was working at the hospital almost full time. I was always a per diem therapist. So they would call me a full time per diem because I was always there, but I didn't, I wasn't there full time. It's kind of weird. Okay. Um, but I, I had lots of flexibility on my schedule. And when I, we got pregnant with my third son, I spoke to my husband and I asked him, you know, his opinion, but I said to him, instead of working in the hospital, I want to work really, really hard on growing my business throughout my pregnancy. Um, during that time, we depended a lot on my income, but I took a leap of faith and he was behind me 100%. Wow, nice. I did it because I was like, you know, we have to think about what we're going to do with the baby. I thought I can bring my baby along. He can enjoy the early childhood education classes. Yes. I, I see the power of early childhood education, you know, in every day in my classes. And being able to experience that with my baby was like something I thought would be very, very neat. But I didn't know it was going to turn. I still didn't know it was going to turn into what it turned into. Um, yeah. My classes got bigger. I felt like my passion was very, very clear. And slowly, that's when I started adding classes. And after five years of teaching and offering classes for the community, then I realized we had a beautiful, beautiful community that had grown so much. We would do mom night outs. We would do play dates. And before I knew it, I was teaching seven to nine classes a week. Wow. Why do you think your uh, clients, why do you think you, you grew as much as you did? What would be the reason for that, you think? I think the only reason, and I feel like they could agree with me, is I put mm-hmm. everything into it. Everything. I completely, so before we left Florida, I, I actually had not been working in the clinic because it turned into my full-time job. I was completely dedicated to, to my classes to come. Com- well, this was another thing that, yeah. you know, with social media growing and all these things, I was the one that would teach the classes. I would have over maybe 60 moms, maybe within a session, you know, if I was teaching a couple of classes a week. So it was like missed classes. Oh, Miss Laura, can I make up a class? Um, can I do a trial class? All these things were text messages, emails, through Facebook, through Instagram, creating the the yeah. the, the graphic. All these things were things. So I was the person, you know, behind the marketing, behind the the money management, behind the teaching the classes, behind cleaning the instruments, you know, going back and forth. So it really took up a lot of my time, and I just gave it all. I just gave it the attention yeah. that I feel like it deserved to also provide quality classes, right? I could have packed my classes with 20 families at a time, but I always try to keep it between 12 to 15 families, depending on how many siblings, to be able to have that personable time with the Mm -hmm. the parent and the kids. So also, one of the things you haven't mentioned, but I keep thinking about it, is when I had my first, it was a very lonely place. It was me and my daughter, And I was teaching at the time uh, and I was super busy, but my life revolved around teaching and then coming home and trying to be a mom. And then when I had my son, 
I quit teaching and stayed at home. And that was even more lonely because now it was me, my son, my daughter, and whenever my husband was home, that's it. That was my social interaction. And I really felt alone. And I talked about this in another episode about how depressing it is to be so isolated. But I'm hearing something about what you do and why it grew. Not only are you offering something that's just developmentally important, but you're doing something for those moms too. Tell me about those moms. Yes. So there were times where I would have a parent just sign up for a session that I had never met or had never yeah. tried a class. I'm just like, <laughs> right. word of mouth, I guess. From? And then they would show up to my class. Um, and they were like, I don't know what I signed up for. All I know is that it's a mommy and me class and I needed to get out of the house yes. and just see adults and communicate and socialize. And I didn't mention this before, but back when I did get licensed to teach the first music and movement program I got trained in, a few months after I became okay. one of their master trainers. So for a while I was traveling, training mm -hmm. other trainers in different areas of the United States. And this was something I would talk to them about in the training. I would tell them, we are creating yes. a safe space for moms. Whether you want to or not, you're creating a community and a safe space for moms to decompress, to mm -hmm. just vent, to be able to say, oh, your, your child is up all night too. Like, it's not just mine. I'm not doing something wrong. To just have that emotional connection with someone else that's going yes. through the same exact thing as you, who's as exhausted as you or who can relate of the stay at home yeah. mom is not easy as everybody else makes it out to be. Um, or I have to balance work and my baby or finding childcare, you know, just all these, these hurdles that we come across as parents and not having to go through them alone. And, and just hearing them, it was feedback for me. Yeah. I can do more for them. I wish I can find, and if anybody listens out here that 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 can help me in that direction. In Florida, I worked closely with a foster home, a foster care that mm. had teen moms. And I would donate my time once a month religiously to give those moms just all yeah. the information I could pretty much about bonding, about play, about... Mm. You are enough for your child. You're the only one. You know, you you are mom. You are mom. And and you're special. And they love you. And, you know, being able to bond with their child. And it, to, to me, it's very, very special to be able to share that and and give the power of of belief to moms, you know, to be able to, to give them the confidence. Sometimes we doubt, yes. right? I don't know if it happens to you. I think it happens to all of us. It's like, am I, good mom? Am I, am I a good mom? Oh, yeah. More frequently than I'd like to admit, I wonder, like, mm, I don't know if I'm doing this right. But yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. It sounds like, you know, and I bet there's moms that met each other through your classes that are now best friends back in Florida. There's moms here where in Texas that have met each other and are still friends with each other. And 
are, are starting to become friends because you've been here for a year and their babies are growing up together and you may have created lifelong, lifelong friendships for a lot of these moms. So it's really amazing. Um, tell me about one of the, like, tell me the biggest challenge you've encountered with running or starting up with Rock With Mama. I think when I initially started in Florida, it was just kind of learning what we know through experience, right? We know that nothing worth it comes yeah. easy, yeah. right? So funny story, uh, my very, very first class. So my very, very first class was a demo class. So that one doesn't count. I, I invited everybody, like friends. My mother-in-law came with my my okay. two-year-old. <laughs> you know, I just wanted, I just wanted to kind of like see, can yeah. I do this? Can I do this? You know, I want your feedback. But my very first, first class was um, I had, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a demo. I'm going to charge this much. And I was so excited because I had lots of interest mm. through word of mouth, through Facebook at the time. So I was like, it's going to be amazing. I asked Mati, can you take off, babe, so you could take pictures of my class and, you know, so I can document and parents can know what the class is about. Yeah. So he took off, which back then wasn't as easy as taking off today. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're very, very blessed. He works from home and, you know, there's flexibility in his job. Back then, there wasn't. Okay. So it was a big deal. He took off. And I got all pretty because I was like, you know, I'm going to come out in the pictures. <laughs> right. Um, and if I go to tell you how many people showed up, zero. Oh, nobody showed up. And I was like, okay, it's okay. I'm going to take pictures with my drums and I'm going to talk about how we had so much fun. We didn't even have take, time to take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so I, if, if anybody goes back to my Rock With Mama page and they scroll through my profile pictures, you'll see that picture there. Mm. And, uh, and, that's what you kind of have to get used to. Like you have to be ready to be disappointed and to have this expectation, but it's all about perspective yeah. and, and what you want. But yeah, it was very disappointing and discouraging, but my husband was there. He took pictures of me. We took advantage of the space and I created my page and he's always been behind me, you know, cheering me on and giving me strength. I chose to not give up. I chose to say, I'm going to continue doing this because I know it's valuable. I know it's important. And I know anything that's worth it takes hard work. Yes. So I continued and, and grow, growing the community from scratch then was much harder. I had flyers. I went to businesses. I passed out my flyers. Right. I did lots of events where you know, I would just talk about what I do and where I teach classes and donate my time for events just to get my name out there. And I worked many, many weekends in booths and just trying to get my name out there, which yes. nowadays we have social media, yes. we have, you know, it, it, it makes it a little, little easier. A lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier, yes. <laughs> it's a fraction of um, the time and energy for sure. Because what you're describing, I did stuff like that to help my parents with their businesses. You know, the flyers. Oh my gosh, the flyers. 
it's insane because nobody wants the freaking flyer. Nobody <laughs> wants the flyer. <laughs> uh, but when you're like flyer. scrolling through your feed, it shows up in your feed and there it is. Like you can't, you know, you just, you see, your eyes see it. Unlike, you know, if so you're holding out a flyer, people are like just waving, no thank you. And they would just keep walking. They never see what you're offering. And they might actually be the one that needed it the most, you know, but you're so yeah. right. Um, Wow, that that first class with zero people showing up, I know that would be a really big disappointment for a lot of people. And a lot of people would just be like, well, that was a waste of time. All right, on to something new. Just, you know, getting discouraged and, and giving And up. I see it all the time with, yeah. with some of the, the instructors I have trained. We have, there's, Zumbini is now an international company. So we have a couple of master trainers. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot of people sometimes just give up. Just we, I've tried teaching. I did this. I did that. And nobody showed up. Or I only had two families. Or I don't see the income. Or I don't, you know. Yeah. But there, I mean, imagine if it was that easy, I think everybody would do it. That's right. right. So, no. And I think all that was just preparing me, you know, for, for now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. So what was my biggest challenge back then? I would I would have to say is just starting. Mm-hmm. I think um, my biggest challenge after that was leaving right. my community. Starting over. Had, yes. So if someone said to you, okay, you have to stop Rock With Mama. You have to shut it down. And it's not like, you know, it's not like the government telling you. It's like somebody telling you, like, you can't do this anymore. What would you, what would you do? Would you give up? No, no, even why not? But they're really, really convincing that you should you should no. shut your business down. No, I can give them a million and one reasons why I shouldn't. Every single day, <laughs> um, I, I see the community part of it is so important. And even for myself, I feel like mm. I know this is my thing. I know I have to create this community. I have to create a safe space for moms. So I am here in Texas giving it my all and slowly but surely growing and very, very grateful for every single small business and school and person that has opened up their space for me to just share my classes. You know, some of them yeah. have flyers in my in. I, I continue with the flyers <laughs> yeah, um, of, of my classes, just pointing them to my Rock With Mama Instagram it's just about helping each other grow, right? Helping each other grow. Yes. It's not just how can I help myself. It's working together for the same cause. They have a dream. I have a dream. And together we can help each other grow and provide people that are looking for our services with what they want. Yes, working collaboratively. And what would you say to other women or even just people in general, but since we're both women and probably a lot of uh, the people listening might be women as well. What would you say to other women that feel like they're just in survival mode or they have an idea of something they want to do, but they don't know how to get started or they're just feeling like, wow, I have no purpose. Like, what would you say to someone like that? I would say everybody has a purpose. And Mm. if you love something, it will grow. I feel like that is the bottom line. Take yes. that leap of faith to to go for it, whatever it may be. That one thing that you're waiting to start or that you're scared to start, go for it. 
because when you do things with passion, they grow. When you do things with love, they grow. When your motive is genuine, when your motive is, Mm -hmm. is real and you work hard, right? That's the most important thing. I think that's the key. You know, you can have motive, you can have passion, but you cannot expect things to just fall in your lap. Yes. You have to go out yes. and get it. You have to be able to take no for an answer and say that was not the right place for me or the right time or the right location or maybe I need to tweak something. But don't take no for an answer. Be able to understand that that specific whatever was not for you. But try the next thing. We have a whole alphabet. Plan A, plan B, plan C. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because, you know, through that's how we learn. Through failure, too. Yes. You know, just if you fall, get back up. If you fall, get back up. You know, just dust off. Brush it off. You got this. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Laura, for sitting with me, taking time out of your busy schedule. You've got your scrubs on. You're ready to go to work. Um, But thank you so much for taking the time to share your journey with me, share your rock with mama. Uh, Please look her up. Tell me your Instagram. It's rock with mama. That's it. Yep. (laughs) Awesome. And you'll know she's a beautiful, smiling face with children all around her (laughs) and some really fun Instagram posts I have been sharing as well because they crack me up. (laughs) Um, And I will see you around, Laura. Thank you again and have a great day. Thank you so much for sharing your space with me and for having me as a guest on here. It's really an honor. And best of luck to you and what you're doing because I think it's very powerful and don't stop. Thank you so much, Laura. And if you listen to this whole thing, I hope you heard how Laura continued pursuing her dreams of starting Rock with Mama. She could have given up at so many different points. She had three kids during the whole thing. She had school. She had her job. But finding that inner beauty and that beast, you know, that beast is not giving up. And that beauty is finding your why. So find your why and don't give up. When something is worth it, it is hard work, but in the end, you will reap what you sow. Thank you for joining me and I will see you next time.